Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of It's About Bravo. I'm Modesto. I'm Reed. And today we have your fave Chicago girly. Maddie is back on the podcast. She wanted us to introduce her, but like at this point, I just feel like y'all know her and she's part of the family. So like, what's the point? But like, welcome back. Basically our fourth co-host at this point. And we we love it. We stand. Queen. How's it been? It's good. I'm happy to be back. I'm ready to discuss my favorite shows, Jersey and Summer House. I that's know. why we're having this you on time. this week. No, that's why we're having you on this week, Maddie. Um, Maddie is like our resident summer house. Um, what else? Jersey, obviously. Jersey. Yeah. And then we've got like shows that we don't even ever get into on this podcast, like Million Dollar Listing. Like Maddie knows it all. It's a yeah. true girly she's not just it's about real housewives that's what i tell zach all the time like zach like you are think that you're so bravo but like truly your palette is just it's about real housewives he needs yeah he needs to expand his palette and southern charm but i don't even know if he finished last season of southern charm i don't think he finished last season of southern charm to be quite frank (laughs) (laughs) but let's not roast him i'm definitely going to get into southern charm because i love southern hospitality so i want to know where it all came from that's i mean it's a good like intro story it's like the marvel like origin story reed i feel like you would enjoy that little um tidbit but i honestly just finished southern hospitality yesterday because i have some time to myself this week so (laughs) i've been binging i binged australian survivor nine episodes and i'm like wanting more if you guys are watching this season please dm me because i need someone to talk to it about um i binged what else did i binge i binged a few shows i finished like bling empire new york i there was just i constantly watching tv this week so yay that's me always ever since i i got laid off that's all i do (laughs) (laughs) oh no yeah maddie have you been on the podcast since the since the crisis hit I haven't. I haven't been on the podcast yet. So I got laid off at my company. I work for tech, a tech company, and that's happening all over the space. Luckily, right before this, like I had an interview somewhere. I've been interviewing everywhere, and I've taken this time to dive into Vanderpump Rules, and I'm finishing like a season a week. So this could not have come at a better time for me. <laughs> at least you're being productive. <laughs> at least you're being productive during this time. Right? Yeah, so so productive. We actually I know. I wish we were getting paid for week. it. We wanted you on last week, but you were uh, interviews. networking, interviews. interviewing a working girl over here. I know. I'm trying to get another job, guys. Seriously. If you, if any if any of the listeners Bravo, are hiring. If Bravo's <laughs> hiring, Maddie would be great on anything. Literally hire her for anything. At this point, hire me for anything too, bitch. I'm looking. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Oop. <laughs> Um, Anyways, I feel like we should get into, there's like a little bit of Bravo tea going on, but we have a lot of shows to recap. With that being said, let's get into... That's my opinion! And since we're getting into That's My Opinion, I have a few opinions. Uh, Opinions that I know Maddie supports and that Mo does not. So let's have a little boxing match here. Over the Rihanna halftime performance at the Super Bowl, I'm sorry, it was so good. It was so good. I loved watching it. And like just replaying it back, it's... The category of songs is top notch. It's so great. Like okay, Rihanna's Rihanna's catalog Rihanna. is uh, Rihanna Rihanna Rihanna. Which is how I you pronounce did. it, but we're not doing that on this podcast. Her name is Robin. Um, okay, so like her catalog is unmatched. I'm a Rihanna stan. Like I fucking love her. I've seen her four times in concert. I once was so blacked out that I woke up the next morning and saw a $550 um, Venmo request from my friend, and I literally was like, 
how much drugs did we buy last night? This was before my sobriety, guys. Um, I literally texted her that and I said, bitch, what the fuck did we buy last night? And she goes, we bought Rihanna tickets. Like, we're like third row at Ante. What do you mean? And I was like, oh, work. Thankfully, my bonus just hit. Here's your Venmo. Um, <laughs> it was one of the best concerts of my life. I know that Rihanna's energy is very much just like a little bit of two-stepping, but like she has more like finesse and like it just felt like she didn't want to be there. The energy was so low and I get that she was pregnant, but I think with production, they could have, it went nowhere. Like it was beautiful. The stage was beautiful, but like we should have went to another stage and like, we should have brought out a guest. We should have had just more no. like, bam. It was, no, I I'm watched gonna, so I'm many of them. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. <laughs> go right ahead. There. Go ahead. <laughs> well, the saying that we should have brought out a guest, like Rihanna isn't good enough, like to perform on her own. She wanted to come back and be her own Super Bowl performance. Like she didn't want, it's the headline next week to say, oh, Rihanna brought out Dr. Dre or Rihanna brought out Eminem. Like, that's not what it's about. It's about Rihanna. She also mm. is pregnant and all during rehearsals, she's in her first trimester. And what most pregnant women say, the first trimester is so hard because you're so lazy. It's taking so much out of you. Like, and she I was doing like Rihanna's just lazy in general right now. She I, doesn't want to do music. Her, well, her I don't, mood don't is, think she wants to do music. Okay. And that's but okay. Her whole- it is okay, but her whole thing, her whole mood is low energy, like low vibration, like chill. Like she's, I don't. Wasn't, it wasn't captivating, is my thing. It truly was not a captivating performance. Then you're, you say you're a Rihanna Stan and you're not. I am a Rihanna Stan and I had a lot of high hopes. My thing is, if you're pregnant and you're going in and you're like, damn, listen, I can't give the energy that I thought I was going to give when I signed up for this three months ago. I'm going to need to do some more shit. We're going to need to add another stage. I'm going to need to go from the flying shit at the end. That was beautiful. The diamonds thing, ending it, gorgeous, stunning. I loved that. But we should have at least went to another stage, ended with that, and brought out a guest because I can't give you what I'm usually giving you because I'm with child. I will say one thing. The costumes was stunning. The Loewe custom piece, beautiful. The coat, which was a Laya, which is an ode to Andre Leontali. Rihanna is famously like one of his muses. He recently passed away. I loved all of that stuff. She looked fucking gorgeous. Like, I, gorgeous. It just wasn't what I thought it was going to be compared to other halftime shows. I literally rewatched Beyonce's, Katy Perry's, and Shakira and JLo's, and I was like, yeah. It's just, it's not okay, comparable. Yeah, literally. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Go off. Go okay, off. so um, if Steve, okay, if Aerosmith had been the halftime performer, you would not be expecting Steven Tyler to dance. It's so interesting to me that because Rihanna is because she's a girl, a, a black woman, a pop star. Uh, okay, I don't know, okay, don't even go. No, there. let me finish. Y'all. No, you. I let you talk. You let me talk. Uh like why does be why does Rihanna have to be like? Beyonce or Shakira or JLo. She's not any of them. Like Beyonce is known as like the best performer of all time. JLo, not so much, but like at least she can, at least the girl can dance. Uh, Shakira, I love Shakira. Great dancer. Does not have the uh, catalog that Rihanna has. Neither not does JLo. Not even um, close. Beyonce does, but Beyonce, just don't compare anyone to Beyonce. I saw someone on Twitter like show like Beyonce pregnant performing at like, was it the VMAs or whatever? Yes. And it's like, okay, but that's Beyonce. Of course she performed pregnant. Like, it's Beyonce. She can do that. Maybe Rihanna can't. So I get it. People think we're making excuses, and maybe we are. And sure, like, compare her to J-Lo and Shakira's. Compare her to Beyonce or Gaga's. Yes, there was less dancing. There was less theatrics. But for Rihanna, it was exactly what I thought Rihanna should be doing. Same. It's exactly what I thought she was be do- should be doing. And if we're going to compare like stages and all of that, we have to take into account that this is the first year the Super Bowl is not 
Pepsi halftime Super Bowl. It's Apple Music. So that probably had something to do with it as well. Like it wasn't just Rihanna performing at a lower level. Like Apple Music had something to take in those stages. And I think also with her being pregnant and seeing the bird's eye view of people in the stadium filming it and seeing how high up she actually went on that stage. I don't think she had to move stages. I think she was doing so much. Maybe we couldn't tell how amazing it was from the TV standpoint, but from people in the crowd, it looked amazing. Like she was up high in the air pregnant. Like that's insane. I do agree that the staging was like beautiful. All of that was great. I just wish that there was, it just felt like there was a lack of energy compared to other Super Bowls. And I do get what you're saying with like the Pepsi of it all, that it wasn't, um, it was the first time Apple was doing it. So there was, I don't know, a different budget. There was a different standard to it. I just think that it wasn't as exciting. And I feel like the rest of the internet and society is on my side. And mm. I don't want to sound like I fucking hate Rihanna because I do, like I said, I'm a stan. I love her. I think her catalog of music is truly unmatched. And I think if she wants to end music with Auntie, which I heart like believe that is one of the best albums we've had in the last decade. Like that is just a beautiful standalone piece of music. Like Girl, just make the fucking, make the contour and call it a day and make the little lingerie and call it a day. She could have literally, it would have been a fucking moment if she just had like a mini like Savage Fenty show, like just had out like, she could have gotten like big names, like gotten the little like Normanis, the Chloe's, like those girls and just had them do a little runway thing and not even like perform. Like that would have been so exciting, you know, just to have yeah. like more, more going on. I really thought she would have had like a little Savage moment like that. Like that would have been fucking sick. Like because the Savage Fenty concerts are so fucking good and like high energy. Like I get, she doesn't want to take away from her moment, but it's like, if I can't give you my all right now, because I got pregnant after I agreed to this, then let's do something a little more exciting. Let's all just, in all, I don't think she wouldn't have pleased anybody either way because we were. It wasn't horrible. Making, we've all been making fun of her. We've all been making fun of her for years for doing the for being this the the underwear lady. And hearing you say, <laughs> "Well, it would have been better if she just did a," I guarantee you. I love you, the, uh, No, she's also I guarantee, the Mary. Well, she's also the Mary Kay lady. Okay, so I give her that. You and and that made her a billionaire. Everyone would have been like, wow, she's done this four times on Amazon Prime and now she did it again on the halftime yep. show. You yeah. all would have had some shit to say about it if it had been that. So I don't want to, no matter what it would have been, y'all weren't going to be cool with it. So um, yeah, I love I it. just, the one thing I want to add before we wrap this up is that she's not only a new expecting mama, she was just became a mama. So she's going through a lot of changes with her body. Like to have a, be pregnant again that close and have Irish twins, she's probably not able to do a lot, not just because she's pregnant, but because she just pushed out a baby. So we also have to put that into perspective and we're not going to hate little, on new mamas here. Okay. Well, one okay, little I fact check, just, one little fact check. Ahead, she's not, she's not necessarily a new mother because she's been my mother since like, <laughs> like she's been my five. mother since Ponda replay. Listen, she's I remember been a mother like, for a while, <laughs> a while. I remember in like in middle school and high school, we used to like, it was like a thing where we wanted to be the first person to have a CD. So I would literally fight with my mom and my aunt and be like, you guys need to take me to Walmart at 5 a.m. when they open the doors because I want to have the CD before any of the other girls at school do. Like, it's a competition. So I remember my mom took me to fucking Walmart at like literally 5.30 in the morning so I could have that Rihanna debut Ponda Replay CD. And I came to school and I was like, bitch, I got it first and all of you guys. I did it with like every album. It was like the Ashley Simpson, the her second album. Like, it was so random, but it was a tidbit that like we had to fucking have that album before anyone else. And I lost some of them. Like someone bought like a Hillary Duff the dignity album before me and i was whoo i will never live that down i was so mad at that bitch <laughs> fuck her well 
this is a Bravo podcast, so I want to say we can't we, we can't talk about Rihanna and not talk about this recent interview she did where she said she loves Housewives. Housewives? So she like Rihanna loves Housewives. I mean, Rihanna's always been like she Rihanna, I think, was the first celebrity to really back Bravo and be like a stan. Rihanna's not just a Bravo stan. She's a reality TV stan. Like she watches everything. Like she watches the competition shows. She watches Love and Hip Hop. She literally watches it all, which how do you find the fucking time? I'm obsessed with Well, that. she ain't making music, so she obviously well, has plenty of time to be watching but she's her also, shows. She's running two empires. Like she and she's constantly seen out on the paparazzi. Like she's always doing shit. She and like not to take away from the fact, like that's what I'm saying. If she doesn't want to do music, it's fine because she's become a billionaire running these empires. It's very hard for someone to leave one career and not have one but two successful fucking empires that you're building. I think it's insane. Anyways, I think we've spent too much time on Rihanna. She's a fucking queen. I want to get into the Brandy Glanville, Caroline Manzo of it all because news. <laughs> News came out last night that Brandy Glanville was involved in two HR scandals, which um, one was obviously the Caroline inappropriate touching thing. And then another one was after producers removed her from the setting, she told a producer who she's had a long time standing relationship with. Like, I think basically alluding to the fact that like, well, since Caroline won't fuck me, do you want to fuck me tonight? And then we also had more insight on the Caroline situation, which is they both took like four shots of tequila back to back. And there was a makeout that happened, a hardcore makeout at a bar. And Caroline said, I've been kissed by multiple women, but never kissed back until tonight. So it's giving she was down with it. Alleged. Alleged. Allegedly. Allegedly. The lawyer lady up there in the booth is telling me to say allegedly. All alleged. All alleged, but yes, uh, something about Brandy being like, "Don't you want to fuck me?" <laughs> or something. I mean, I'm gonna be. <laughs> I mean, honestly, iconic though. Like, don't you want to fuck me? Um, I just this makes me so sad because it's like she had it all. Like, I truly feel like she was gonna come back on BH. Like, and I was talking to my friend Nicole about this, who's literally her Bravo opinions are like low key insane, but I love her, and she was saying, um that Brandy probably got a big head from the traders from season one yep. or two of Girls Trip. And she was like, ooh, they want me back. I'm going to give them what they want. And it was like, she went too far. And it's like, you lost your place because you gave them too much. And the reason that you got your spot back was because you gave just enough on Girls Trip season two. You weren't fucking crazy. You were just crazy enough. And then you were like a little subdued. So I feel like that's what got her her spot back. And now it's like you went too far when you should have just sat there and ate your fucking food, as New York said. She was just, you know, when they say it's just so crazy, it just might work. That was like, (laughs) that was what was happening with Brandy. It was just crazy enough that it might work. But then it went a little too far. She just got too comfortable. Like she was, like you guys said, like she got on Trader. She had that first season or second season of Girls Trip. She was just getting way too comfortable and let the crazy out. She she brandied a little too close to the Glanville, you know. If you know <laughs> literally. <laughs> she, no, literally, absolutely. But it's like, I I don't know. I just feel like we're never we'll never see Brandy Glanville on Housewives again. And, that's and when the, the world time. needed her most, she vanished. Literally, no, truly. <laughs> okay, so Beverly Hills and Salt Lake are filming. That's exciting. So exciting. Remember when exciting. everyone said they're going on pause and we're like, you mean a break? <laughs> a break? You mean like a normal break that Housewives usually have after a reunion? They don't pick up filming right the fuck away? Like I want a very know short the, break. It's a, it, mm-hmm. it used to be, like we talked about this before, back in the day, it used to be like Roni, Beverly Hills. They would take Jersey. They would fully take six months and no, yeah. pick up cameras. 
During my binge, uh, there were multiple years in a row on the early seasons of Beverly Hills, I want to say, where Easter is in the season because they're they they're filming like in the springtime. Yeah. And it what lately if, I don't know if you've noticed with Beverly Hills like almost every year we we have a Christmas party. And I feel like you don't really get Easter and Christmas in the same housewife season because it's too long of a window of filming. And I could be misremembering, but I just think that that just goes to show certain franchises don't always pick up at the same exact time. No, exactly. Yeah, like Jersey every single year is well for the past like 5 years has been summertime like they always are going to the Jersey Shore they're always doing something in the summer and so yeah that goes to show every year it's, they shouldn't be picking up right yeah. away but like Roni anyway. always goes to the Hampton or they used to always go to the Hampton yep. they right? Roni used to always start the season like at the end of Hampton season so like September August and then they would go into Christmas but remember famously Roni when they had the I always do this Wendy Williams clip when she's like Jill Zarin Fired. Cindy Barship. Fired. Alex McCord. Fired. Jill Zarin. Fired. Oh. Jill people are cheering. Um, when they had the famous four firings, Kelly Ben Simone. Fired. They took a year, an entire year before they came back. And that's when they, that's why I wish Roni did this now. They could have found three fucking new people to restart the franchise and not redo this. They start, they found Carol Radzewell, Aviva Drescher, and um, Heather Hallamama Thompson. Like that was an iconic restart, a refresh of the franchise. And then one season at, or two seasons after that, we got Kristen Takeman and we got Bethany Frankel back. And uh, didn't um, Jersey also like take a year off when Teresa went to jail? They took, yeah, they uh, took yeah, 16 11 months, months or. Oh, damn. Something. A long time. However long she was in jail for, they took that exact time. Because you'll see when you watch, like, the first episode back is her returning from jail. Like, they were like, Teresa's back, we're getting to film it. Interesting, because where I'm at so far, I'm in season three in the very beginning. But, like, I could, I just don't see why they have to, like, stop all for Teresa. Like, can't they just keep filming the other ladies' storylines? Or is it just no one else was interested? It's, it's the Teresa show. You'll see once it comes. Because season three, you're introduced to Joe and Melissa. Yeah. And... From season three on, the Joe, Melissa versus Teresa and Joe storyline really thickens. And so that's what mainly the viewers care about. The other storylines like fade in the back. And so I think they thought if she's away at jail, what will the storyline continue? And you'll also soon you'll lose um, Caroline. And Oh, that's right. Yeah. But also in Kathy. season six, we had season six, like from season seven, they lost four housewives that season while Teresa was away. They had the twins, Amber McKaysey and Dina Manzo came back. So they lost all four because just life happened between that. Dina moved to um, LA during that time. So it was like really a little refresh. And they brought back Jacqueline. They had like, it was a whole thing when Teresa came back. I think they had to revamp the show and figure out. They did film mm-hmm. though, while she was gone, Teresa or Melissa and Joe and the Judice um, family filmed while she was away. And they did like a special, didn't they? I don't know. You know, or, I, I got into Bravo late, so I'm not sure. Yeah, they, I, I believe they did a special and they showed it while she was away, like their time back. How they're doing. I will say, yes, yeah, I how think, they're doing. I, I will say, Teresa coming home from prison is something that just gets me every fucking time. Like full tears, bawling, ugly crying. I, yes, Gia I in also, the background. I, uh, going, yeah. No way, no way. No way. Hello. Ronda's being a pain in the ass. Oh my God, no way. <laughs> Such a joke, no freaking way. <laughs> I love you, girl. <laughs> um, I also feel like this is a good way. Let's just segue into the Real Housewives of New Jersey.
if you would love to be a bridesmaid, I why are you acting like you're doing me a favor? I'm not. I would love for you to be a bridesmaid in my in my wedding. I'm being for real. I would never go back. It's like an ex-boyfriend saying, I f***ed up, I want you back. I mean, no, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. F- <laughs> me back. And I'm okay not being in it, I, I swear. Okay, I mean, okay. I'm really okay with it. Okay, thank you. I love you. Let's get into the latest episode of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Jersey, okay, I didn't get to talk about this last episode, but Jersey is fucking starting off with a bang. I am, this feels like the first time in years that I am anticipating the episode of Jersey. I'm not like, oh, I have to watch that episode of Jersey. I am seated. I am planted. I'm like, okay. Finally. I'm finally. I think that these two new housewives and this friend of revamped the franchise. I just feel like these two girls fit in so perfectly. I sent this in our group checks. Danielle is the potential mother. I think that she fits in with this cast so well the way that she was just bringing up drama seamlessly like it doesn't feel try hard it feels like she might have studied the show a bit but it doesn't feel which who hasn't at this point it's been on for fucking 15 years like you have to have studied or watched i just think she fits in so perfectly and rachel is taking a little more of a backseat but i also do think that she fits in very well with this cast it she has a little bit more of i think less comfortability around the group but i think she'll get there Danielle Cabral is not a potential mother, Mo. She is my mother. And I know I already said Rihanna was my mother. I actually- You have a lot of moms. She has a lot of moms. I listened to another podcast where one of the hosts this week was like literally dragging gays for mothering everybody, like just calling anybody like the biggest cunt in the world. Like, oh, that's mother. But it's true. (laughs) It's true. We love mothers. We respect mothers in this on this podcast. Um, Daniel Cabral, absolute mother. I just love her. I have no context on this show, not having seen most of it. And I love this woman. Yeah, I um, listened to, she was a guest on a podcast I was listening to. And she kind of, they asked her like, oh, how'd you get involved with the drama? Or like, when did you know to step in? And she said, in the beginning, I wasn't as involved as much because I knew it wasn't my place. She was like, these people have had problems coming into the season and you don't want to jump in because you seem thirsty. And I'm like, that's, such a clear head coming from most housewives who just want to be in on the drama no matter what it is. So I'm like, the fact that she can dial it back and say, this doesn't involve me, that makes a great housewife because then she's not feeling the need to jump in just to be relevant. Like, she's like, I'm going to be relevant on my own. I'm going to get into fights on my own. I don't need to be into other people's fights. And I'm like, star housewife. Star. But she's still moving the story along. Like that, when she went to Jennifer's house and she was like, so what's going on with you and Dolores? And it felt like she was asking so she could know, not like in placing herself, like that Jen friend of is trying to emplace herself in the story or like, it's like, yeah. just doesn't, it isn't working. But when she was like, you got a lot of problem with these broads, I see. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I love her. Like that Jackie Goldschneider girl that I guess was, what was she, was she a full-time cast Goldschneider okay. girl. Jackie was a full-time housewife. So the thing about Jersey is, yeah, for four years, they never really had a, they didn't really have new people. They had like friend ofs that would like Danielle stop, came back and join. They had the random realtor that joined. They had random friend ofs, but they never had like a new housewife. Yeah. So Jackie's been on the show for four years and she started this season knowing that she was going to be a friend of, and I think that hurt her ego a little bit. And I think that's why she's jumping in in drama or trying to assert herself because she wants to be known still as 
the cast member that she was. I mean, she started the same time as Jennifer and her and Jennifer this season are in totally different spots. If that gives you a reference point, Jennifer Aiden and her joined at the same time. Well, the reason I brought her up was it feels like she's kind of thirsty and maybe it's because she's bitter that she was demoted. But I brought this up last week, the way she just kind of went after Rachel for not making eye contact with her felt like she was trying to get a TV moment. Mm -hmm. And then this week uh, she wasn't even there or like Danielle didn't wait for her to get there, which I thought was iconic to really like start talking. But it was just one of those things where um, it feels like Jackie's doing the opposite where she's reaching and trying too hard. And then Danielle's over here just like effortlessly being like a good housewife. Like she doesn't need to like look for drama or create a TV moment. She kind of is the TV moment just with her accent. Yeah. Her accent alone can be my favorite. Like it just brings back old Jersey for some reason. Like she's so herself and so doesn't feel the need to put on a front. And I think that's why we're all gravitating her gravitating towards her and like the mozzarella party like what did she say she's like you can't fight if your hands are in the mozzarella well, like, yeah that was my accent. no she totally she totally it was your it was your italian accent she totally feels like old school jersey it feels like she seamlessly fits in with this group and then she has ties to caroline manzo with uh i don't that whole situation confuses me someone's mother or stepmother or something related husband something of that um and, and i get that with jackie like she is trying to put herself in but like having no knowledge of jackie like she wasn't really like that before like, she just she was seamlessly in the story like she's been there for what five seasons now like she's a housewife she's been there forever so i think that's an ego hurt to like get demoted and like try to find it's awkward trying to find your place in the group they're not filming your home scenes anymore like her home scenes with evan were a huge part of the last five seasons so it's like a whole it's a new world for her and i get it but this whole thing with danielle not inviting her to the mozzarella party because she was looking her up and down and then there's a sneak peek from next week where she was like yeah her outfits were terrible so i was looking her up and down which granted her outfits are terrible so i would as well but jackie you're not <laughs> no you, you ain't no marlo hampton either jackie so calm down like it please. seems like as of right now the lines are still drawn at Mar- did march have people over and it was basically yeah, like that whole side, it was Marge, Melissa, Dolores was there randomly, and then Jackie and Jennifer, the new housewife. But I, you definitely can tell that lines are still they're still there. Yeah, Teresa and Jennifer versus everybody else. So I'm curious to see how that'll change up. When Melissa was, did Melissa bring sprinkle cookies? Melissa no, did Marge. bring. Marge, Melissa no, brought Marge. Marge did. Marge no, Melissa brought in. sprinkle cookies to Marge's house. Oh. Oh yeah, and then Marge said we got sprinkle cookies. I thought that was funny. I saw people on Twitter dragging Melissa to try to have a moment, but I don't think it was that. I think it was just like playing on, like yeah, it was just campy. Yeah, I I thought it was funny. It's history. Come on now. It's like that's Jersey history here. Like she had to fucking bring him. I thought it was funny. People hate on Melissa for fucking anything. I get Melissa is annoying. I totally understand it. At the end of the episode, the whole Melissa and Teresa thing, I checked out. I was like, we just had that amazing fight between um dolores and jennifer and then marge and jennifer and i was like this is good it feels like you know we're we're in it the new the new girls are fucking getting in it then we go back to the seating arrangement i'm like please please i'm over it i'm done with you two i want i don't care i literally eyes glazed over bye i i felt the same way and like i'm a jersey stan and i i love anything that they put out but i was also annoyed at that i'm like we do not have to bring this back into it the only thing the thing i did like the call out was ramona getting a little shout out that was so funny. Invitation. That was, I was like, come on. I makes you miss Ramona. I got this beautiful it's... invitation. <laughs> well, and I that mean... all, 
that all started from Ultimate Girls Trip, right? Like that's she got Ramona got invited because they yeah, because they went on girls trip together. And that's a great segue to what I wanted to bring up. You know, again, little context over here, but this whole Melissa Teresa drama. I remember when the first season of Ultimate Girls Trip came out or was announced, everyone was like, ooh, Teresa and Melissa on the same trip. And they were, they did not like fight. There was no drama on Ultimate Girls Trip season. There was barely any drama to begin with on Ultimate Girls Trip season one. It was really just Ramona versus Kenya. Ramona versus everybody. (laughs) But (laughs) Teresa and Melissa just sort of avoided each other that whole week, like weekend. Like, I don't feel like we got, I didn't feel leaving that franchise that show that they like had this big like feud and everyone had to kind of fill me in that no like they do have this big feud and then in this episode it was like i know plenty's happened since ultimate girls trip but damn like why didn't they bring that energy to the beach because because we've had that energy for 15 seasons now i think we're we're (laughs) done we're we're done with it (laughs) but i i think Teresa also in any situation, likes to have an ally, and like Jennifer is her ally, puppy dog, whatever you want to lap dog, whatever you want to call her. And in that situation of Ultimate Girls Trip, Melissa was like her confidant up until her and Kenya becoming really close. But I think she didn't want to riff because she wanted to have someone that had her back. And so I think that's why we didn't see any of the drama. Honestly, I think she kept Melissa close because she didn't want anyone to go against her. Okay, but Melissa was really kind of like coming out swinging there at Danielle's house this episode, really like sticking up for herself, it felt like to me. I don't, again, no context. Seems like Teresa always comes at Melissa based off what I'm told. And and Melissa really kind of came after Teresa in that moment. I think that's what happens. So like Teresa likes to throw a little, like even when she brought up the invitation thing, she was like, Oh, but I don't want to get into it. But you still brought it the fuck up. And then Melissa's always waiting for Teresa to bring something up so it can give her a moment because she has no storyline other than Teresa. So it's like both the best of the, both things. Yeah, I feel like with Teresa and Melissa, Melissa right now does not have any storyline. Like every time she's at a home scene with her and Joe, they're not even talking about Antonia doing cheerleading anymore. Like, just come on, give us a fake storyline. Is the only storyline right now still going to be you and Teresa? Like, and I feel like when Teresa kind of went in on her, Melissa thought, okay, here's my moment. Here's where I can move the story along a little bit more. Yeah. Here's when I can have a reason to fight. Cause before it's like, you don't really have a reason to fight. You're just like looking for one. And I think they're both each other's storyline though. Cause Teresa's getting married now, I guess. And Louis came into her life, but if he didn't come into her life, then would she have a storyline other than fighting with her brother and her sister? And I feel like Melissa's just like, they're over it. They're o- they say they're over it, but then they're looking for a fight and a storyline every episode. It's it's odd, and I'm over it. I'm truly over it's it. Teresa swearing on her children's lives, though, that she like didn't intentionally do the seating situation with Melissa, and then five seconds later being like, "Okay, well, if you really want to know the truth, yeah, because Jennifer called her out. Jennifer was like, <laughs> but I'm like, Teresa, you just swore on your kids' lives." This is what I think is so funny about Housewives. They will literally be like, I swear on my children's life and we're supposed to take it seriously. Well, yeah, yeah they're fucking, they're all fucking liars and bad shit. Um, I want to get into the Margaret and um, Jennifer fight because Margaret was gaslighting the fuck out of her that entire fight. She was like, yeah. uh, like she was trying to tell her how she's feeling and she's like, no, like the, this person just came to me and like, I don't know. I don't really have a reaction about it. And when she was like, yeah, it's marijuana panic. It's because you're smoking. (laughs) She was like, bitch, what? Like, I'm not a fucking crackhead. I got kids. Not high all the time. No, that was 
a lot because especially I ride for Marge and Jennifer. So whenever they get into an argument, most of the time you take Marge aside because she's the rational one. She's the one, she's very well-spoken. So in any argument, you just automatically take her side. But this is one of the times where I'm like, Jennifer's right. Like Jennifer was just trying to explain this to you and you're not even letting her get her point across without jabbing, jabbing, jabbing. Like it was almost hard to watch. I was like, Marge, this is not a good look. No, it was not. And it was, it was like the true, I know we throw the word gaslighting around a lot in Housewives, but it, she truly was gaslighting her the entire time. And she was like, you're unwell. Like there's something, you're, there's something going on here. You're not okay. And it's like, what the fuck? Yes, I am. Like be fucking for real. I think Marge's ex-best friend that they keep referencing, I think she wanted in on the show. Of course, why else is she going to reach out to Teresa and Jennifer to say, oh, I have dirt on Marge. And when they were talking with Danielle, and they're like, oh, well, they have, she has dirt on other people. And they both just went silent. And Danielle's like, are you going to tell me? And she was like, no, I think that's the Melissa and Joe drama that they've been teasing. I, before yeah. the season aired, it was teased that Melissa has been cheating on Joe and they found out from Margaret's friend. But now knowing that it's Margaret's ex friend, it's obviously less reliable. But, but I'm the guy's also see- hot. <laughs> He's really hot. <laughs> I'm curious to see like when it will come out because it's obviously going to come out this season. I just don't know. When? Yeah, I love Danielle and her confessional being like, of course I want to fucking know. Do you want to fucking know? Like, yeah, that I want to know. so funny. That's like, exactly. It's like that kind of attitude, like personality that people are just going to fall in love with. I'm curious, you know, uh, Melissa, like, is this her last season, you think? I I do. The way... It's feeling that way. Yeah, and Teresa was on Watch What Happens Live after. And um, her and Andy kind of made a comment similar to that. Like, it should be more... Melissa's last season or I think me and Melissa part ways here and it feels like it's I think so too and it just feels like I don't know it feels like they're like on a different show or like on a different island and you don't really see Melissa like we haven't seen her interact with the new girls yet like we haven't seen any of that and for the first time I can I it feels that way I've said it before that it feels like it could be Teresa's last season and I think that she's kind of done and now it feels like she's inserting herself with this new group and she said on Watch What Happens Live and on other interviews like we got two new girls it feels like the show's revamped like I'm on the show until they don't want me on the show anymore so Teresa said like she's not leaving and I feel like it truly could be Melissa's last season which I'm not mad about, I guess, if we're bringing in new life and we're bringing in these new people, then that's okay. If it was last season and it was Melissa's last season, it'd be like, hey, where are we going from here? But we brought in this new energy that feels great. Uh, Speaking of new energy, I want to get into Jen, the friend of stuffing her fucking face at any moment during the party. (laughs) (laughs) With anything. She stole Melissa. She's like, whose sandwich is this? Melissa's like, mine. She's like, can I have it? It was she Insane. won me over when she asked for a napkin to put on her thighs because they were sweating. I was like, <laughs> that is a true girl right there. I was like, I like her. I think come these on, new women are literally these new women are just bringing like a breath of fresh air into Jersey. And it makes me excited to see like it. It makes me excited that the fans are excited because like I mentioned so many times, Jersey's my favorite franchise. And when people hate on it or aren't excited about it, it like hurts my heart because I love it so much. So now that, the energy is good around it. It makes me excited for the rest of the season. No, same. I agree. I'm really excited for Jersey. Like I've said, every every episode, the past two episodes, I've been like planted and seated, and like I have an excitement for it that I haven't had in years for Jersey. Even though it's been Jersey's never been bad the last like five seasons since Jennifer and um, Jackie came on, but I'm more excited than ever now. Um, and with that being said, let's get into the Real Housewives of Miami because this episode was fucking chaotic. Oh, 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 oh,
Anybody care that my foot almost got broken in a thousand pieces? Almost, it didn't happen. That was why, why are you always a victim, Adriana? Like, why do you have to oh. play the victim thing? Don't do that. I'm not a victim. I, I can't even go enjoy myself. But it was an I accident. It could happen to any of us. I know, but accidents, you know, have consequences. As you know, we Frankie. Don't bring up Frankie. But do not bring up Frankie. Accidents. So we're still in the Bahamas and Marisol just got there with the hello hookers. Um, I, the Miami or the Bahamas trip started slow. I agree with that. Um, I wasn't on last episode, so I don't have opinion. I didn't say my opinions on that, but um, oh boy, did we pick the fuck up? It feels like when Marisol got there, she was the nuke that needed to like explode the trip. She is the chaos magic in that sense. Like she always is going to bring the drama. And I didn't think we needed her. I'm like, wow, the cat. The thing is without Marisol, I'm like, wow, the cast is getting along so well. Everyone is such good friends. And then Marisol shows up and it's like, never mind. We're all fighting. So I guess Marisol's a bitch. She's that Marisol's a bitch. No, not that bitch. A bitch. I'm not really the biggest Marisol fan. I, um, I don't hate her, but just mm, um, she, <laughs> girl. The, okay, I will give her this. The cockies um, flask. This episode was incredible. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but she had a no, flask in her confessional, and it was like it was bedazzled, and it said cockies or cocky. <laughs> I do, lo- I do um, love that. It was great. I she is the potster, you know. Alexia seems to get along better with Adriana before Marisol comes into the picture, and then they kind of like revert to like being besties and sort of like against Adriana. Um, but you know, all season long, we've been saying that Alexia has been kind of showing us her villainous side. Um, and while Adriana, I, it's rarely a, a situation where you can defend Adriana, I have had a few moments this season where I was defending Adriana. Um, this episode, it all went I back to normal. I was literally just going to say that I, as I was watching it, I'm like, am I going crazy? Why is Adriana doing this? Like every little point that she made, I'm like, why is she saying that? Why is she bringing that up? Why is she picking a fight with this person? I think she is truly hurt that her and Alexia don't have the friendship or her and any of the older castmates because they were so close for those few seasons. So I think she is hurt that she doesn't have that anymore and she's lashing out. But she needs to just like prioritize her relationship with Julia. Don't go back to a friend just because you miss that connection. It's it's changed. Like you're not going to get that same relationship out of Alexia that you used to have. So why don't you cherish the relationship that you do have and just be cordial with Alexia? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, Adriana has been the crazy one, like this whole franchise. Um, she I always when I went did my Miami binge last year, I was like, she's like the Brandy Glanville of Miami, like she just loves to throw grenades around. I mean, season one, she was just sparring with Larsa. Her and Larsa have never gotten along. Like that's never, that's not new. Um, And then Alexia and Marisol, I think just kind of, and Lisa, like they they waited three hours or longer for her to come down from her wedding for the reception. I mean, she's been this person like since we started watching Miami. Um, And I think they're all just over her. And you're right, Maddie. I think she should prioritize her relationship with Julia. That does beg the question, though. If one of them were to go, is there need for both of them? Others survive because they're really they've put themselves in a situation where it's just those two. 
I think that they both, I mean, that's true, but I feel like with Adriana, like she's such a wild card. And I don't think that I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about how Adriana and Marisol are friend ofs. And I was like, I truly just don't think we need to see their home lives. So I don't think that they have anything to be full time. And with Julia, like, like you said, I don't think she has enough standing in the group to stand on her own. Like she's trying with the relationships, like this episode when she asked Lisa, like, how's the family? What's going on there? It's like, she's trying with these things but i truly don't know if she can stay on the show without adriana like i totally agree with you there it doesn't feel like with one and adriana can stay on the show without julia though like, yeah i think she I, has enough of a standing but i like julia more than adriana so i would keep adriana just so we can have julia because she does add that kookiness factor and she adds a different element to the group and her i like her opinions and she's very insightful like when the group's arguing trying to get to the bottom of it so i think we need her so I guess we need Adriana then. I mean, we from this episode alone, we need Adriana from fucking throwing the glass to the fake falling. I don't think she hurt her foot at all. Like oh, they made it seem so God. much more so dramatic. dramatic. And like, okay, my mom told me that she listened to one of these episodes, so I gotta be real careful what I say. But that was very. <laughs> That was something my mom would do. Like, (laughs) drama queen. Like, you might, like, barely step on her foot and she's going to be like, ow! And then, like, for the next, like, two hours, be limping around, being like, ugh. The uh, fact that as soon as it happened, she's like, my foot's broken. They broke my foot. They broke my foot. I'm like, you would not be able to say that they broke your foot. You would be be in excruciating pain. Like, If anyone's broken a bone, it's not. Yeah, I broke my wrist like twice before in my life. It is the worst. Some of the worst pain. It's like sharp shooting pain. Yeah. You can do other things. Yeah. Or it hurts so bad that you're shocked and you can't even like make. Because when I broke my arm, I was silent because it was just like you're in so much pain. You can't even process it. Wait, Maddie, how did you break your arm? Oh, um, I was five (laughs) years old when I broke my arm. Oh, no. I I was standing on a swing set. Um, trying to show off for the neighborhood boys and um, <laughs> a gust of wind came I flew back and I like landed on my arm <laughs> oh my once a Maddie ho always a Maddie ho um, literally is, no literally I broke my wrist in gym class I was being a huge homo and like trying to fucking hit a ball like with my gay, gay wrist and it went <laughs> yeah. I I fractured my tibia it's like a bone in your leg um, Who? running from <laughs> running from cops that weren't actually there at a party in high school. Someone was like, cops! And we all ran, and I ju- we all jumped a fence. And on the other end of the fence was, like, some divots in the ground. And my foot, like, I just Ooh. landed in, like, one of those. And, like, everything just went off. I I, to- I partially tore my meniscus, my PCL. I had, like, I went to college in a boot. Like, it just happened at the, like, it, like right at the end of um, senior year. And, like, I was in crutches all summer going into So you were basically Jennifer, Jennifer Aiden or Brandy Glanville. It's season two of Beverly Hills. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I was like, I don't know the Jennifer Aiden reference. Um, but she was wearing it this episode, bitch. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you meant like early on in the season because she's no. like, never mind. But no, no, she just had um, got it. Yeah, I'm one of them, sure. But <laughs> the only other bone I've broken, Maddie knows this, was like last year I was biking and I had like a Lululemon like bag in my like left hand and it was like dangling on the side of my bike like that's don't don't do that guys like wear a backpack but like don't have like a sack like dangling on your bike because it got sucked into my wheel slingshot me forward i broke my elbow and like basically like i was like a few blocks from home like i like literally like hobbled my way home (laughs) took a handful of ibuprofen passed out with it elevated 
And then I woke up at 7 a.m. and like took the bus to urgent care. Like this is <laughs> not, not a lie. That's like, not it was good. very dramatic. I fractured a rib like a month ago or two months ago, I think. And I was choking and my sister had to give me the Heimlich and she fractured my rib in the meantime. And uh, when I went to the doctor, he was like, it's super common when someone gives you successfully the Heimlich that you fracture a rib. He's like, I fractured my brother's entire chest when I gave it to him because I was doing it so hard. And I was like, what? And he was, they can't do anything for it. You'd rather rather choke and die? (laughs) I'd rather die. Um, Like I'd be like, damn, really? Not, no, not this. Uh, let's get back to Miami, though. This, So, I mean, Julia was activated this episode. I'm sure Zach will be happy to hear me praising Julia, but it felt like from her bringing up the drama, like the family drama with Lisa and asking her, like, genuinely, to her going in on Alexia and calling her a barracuda. And I was, was it was it Kiki that was like, it's a fish? <laughs> uh, yeah, barracuda. Um, Kiki, uh, also, if we're going to talk about friend, uh, I was like, Kiki was so fucking funny this episode. And she's so always, funny. she always is. She yeah. always is. She's like, oh, like so much drama. Like <laughs> she's just so good. <laughs> she I is so the, good. When she was talking about ejaculating, I was screamed. The fight when they, when Julia called Alexia Barracuda and then they're like girls, like at the end of the table, cause they weren't paying attention. And it was <laughs> Lisa and Nicole looking up pictures of a Barracuda. I'm like, this, it, it gave me like remnants of the fight in Cartagena with the New York women, like people just doing totally different things on the, like not paying attention to what's going on. And I was like, this is like, it was one of those dinner parties where I had to keep like rewinding pause. And I'm like, what's happening? Who's fighting now? Like, why is the glass being thrown? I did too. It was like, where did that come from? Why is Larsa telling her that she's going to beat her ass? It was like the whole conversation <laughs> of calling someone a bitch came up. And Larsa's like, she was like, well, you're a snitch. And I was like, I'll beat your fucking ass right now. Like, try me. I I believe Larsa will beat her ass as well. <laughs> the like, editors though, like with that compilation of every time <laughs> Larsa has stirred the pot was so funny. When I tell you I fucking howled, she was like, I don't I don't look for drama or fights. It's not in me. It's just truly not me. Cut to the editors. It's just this season alone. Every time. my Like, Larsa, have some fucking self-awareness. You have brought up Nicole and the doctor, Julia cheating. Like, any chance you get, you start, you try to start shit. And we love you for it. But, like, baby, know your place. And I don't please, love her for it. You hate Larsa and her big fucking dump truck that is clearly so fake. It was and like only be one. Why, there can only why? be one of us with a dump truck. And <laughs> I, <laughs> Reed, Reed is known for his dump truck. If you're on his close friends on, <laughs> on Twitter, no, he's Julia, gonna cut this. Mom. <laughs> Julia praising um, Larsa's like ads, and she's like, "There's no cellulite or anything." I'm like, "Yeah, because it's fake." I'm it's like, fake, but also mean? it looks. It looked terrible. It looked it horrible. Looks so bad. Like the editor's zooming in on her ass getting into the pool. I'm like, that we're supposed to like that? Like it's 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 so bad. It's not proportional. There's nothing about it. Yeah. It, I always I just know. think like, how is your hole so small? And then that big old thing around it. Like, <laughs> I it's to me, it's listen, I'm not here to talk about Wynn's body. Do you, do you want to get a BBL? Get a BBL, but like let's make just make sure it looks good. And like her legs don't match. Her yeah, her thighs, like you said, proportion, Reed and Maddie, her fucking thighs don't match the ass. It's just it's not it's not it for me. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not doing it for me. You know who's also not it for me and not doing anything, especially this episode? Gertie. I knew you were gonna oh, say that. I, I forgot she was there, honestly. No. No. I forgot she was there. She's the reason that Adriana broke her foot. Uh, it was more Kiki, though, I guess. I like, th- Kiki picking her up. Yeah, I just... I don't mind Gertie. I don't know why you guys don't like her so much. Like, 
She's a non-fucking factor. Well, she's annoying, first of all. Second of all, this episode, she just really didn't like, I mean, I barely heard her speak. Yeah. I know that they have a lot of women on this cast. Sometimes certain women get more attention. And the the friend ofs do a lot. The friend ofs feel like full-time cast members most of the time. But Gertie's been feeling like a friend of lately. Like she's been feeling like just someone that there's not a whole lot going on over there. We haven't even seen that much of like her home life. If we're talking about that being what the difference is between full-time and friend of, of, like Gertie hasn't really, I don't know. I can't tell you what's happened in the Gertie storyline this season. I mean, I could, but I pay attention to the show, so. I mean, what's her 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 and her husband? So her and her (laughs) husband are trying to get their intimacy back and she's trying to be more involved with her family. And uh, like, she had a weird game. game okay. 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 Well, that is a, <laughs> that is a, well, I don't, I don't want to see more. I don't, I truly don't want to see more. I'm we all, I, I don't think that every housewife needs a family storyline to be a full-time housewife, but you actually bring it in the main scenes, but you're not bringing it in the main scenes and your family storyline is weak and it's all weak. So I just, I, to me, it's not, it's not giving what it's supposed to give. And I think we could lose her next season altogether. Honestly, I think, I think you also know, like of. Kiki has a kid and we are, we're not even seeing her home life. Like I saw I a recent wanna, Instagram post and I'd rather see more of that. I don't want to lose Kiki. And I know that she's not like glued to Gertie, but isn't that sort of the, and that was how she was introduced, right? Was she was Gertie's friend. So I don't, don't want to lose. I don't think so. I thought so. I, I thought I so. I don't know. I can't remember. How I don't remember, but I don't. I don't think she's now. I feel like she's tied to Lisa and Larsa. That's what I'm definitely. Say, but, yeah, she doesn't. She need can Gertie, say. I just don't yeah, want, we don't. No one. I would hate. Gertie. I would hate. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I just. I would hate for Gertie <laughs> to go. I would hate for Gertie to go, and then that. that and we something. lose Kiki. Yeah, I want Kiki yeah. to say is what I'm trying to say. So before we, we wrap Miami, I want to get into Maddie. Go. We're, we're going to say the same thing. The Botanica. Is that what you're? Oh, say? no, I want to get. OK, I, I do want to get into that really quickly, because <laughs> listen, y'all, um, if you want to talk about fucking brujeria, I I'm fucking Latino. I my family knows a lot about it. We've had a lot of inc- like my family. If something's going bad in your life, they like we call up a spiritual healer from like the Caribbean and we're like, what's going on? And they're like, um, light a candle, throw some salt outside your window, do some oil on the thing, like the, the crystal here, this here, throw some holy water there. We're doing all the things. Whoever the fuck is doing brujeria on my life right now because my life is completely gone to fucking shambles. shambles. I have never been more on the brink of a mental breakdown than now, y'all. I cannot get into it because it is a lot of moving parts. Whoever is doing it, fuck you. And I wish I had a stone to throw out a window like Marisol did because I'm uh, done. I'll paint a picture for you listeners. I can see (laughs) Mo on webcam right now. He has bleach blonde hair. (laughs) If you know anything about gay science, you know that when a gay that's not a natural blonde becomes a blonde, and I've been there before, so I'm not saying this judgmentally. They're going through it. They're going. It is right. I'm at the point right now because I do have to dye it like every uh, every week, and I'm at the point now where I do need to re-dye the ash and fade the sides again. It ha- needs to happen every week and a half, so it's not looking as best as it did. But I, it looks good, okay. But I am going Maybe. through a mental. F- I'm bad. What bitch? It does look really good. <laughs> you look really cute. I will say though, maybe you're manifesting your own brujahia. <laughs> Not brujahia. That was the whitest way to say something. That's like going to a Mexican restaurant and be like, "Y'all got some jalapenos." 
<laughs> my okay so i'm obviously d- very caucasian to a painfully painful degree um my father loves chimney chang- changas from napoleon dynamite and no, literally no. <laughs> says it at every time we're at a mexican restaurant he's like i'll take the chimney changas and i'm just like they don't want to hear you say that <laughs> they, they don't want to hear you say that um Fuck the Buruheri, yeah, whoever's doing it on me. Honestly, I woke up this morning and I saged and I lit a fucking white candle and I have my rose quartz next to it in the moonlight that it was fucking charging last night. I'm ready to get over this stage of my life, y'all, because it is not good for me. Believe well, me. Well, hopefully as, as the ladies cleanse the air, clear the spirits, the negative spirits in the Bahamas, so too will maybe, your life be Maybe clean. you need to do one of those yelling rituals. Um, out. Oh, fully believe when this podcast is done, I'm going to scream into a fucking pillow and there's a a lot of things going on. I woke up on the brink of a mental breakdown and nothing is going right, guys. Uh, If you're listening to this episode, please believe it took a lot of fucking work to get here (laughs) if it makes it to air air, because technology is not on our side today. But here we are trying Um, before we wrap up wrap up i do want to get into the uh comment that adriana made about alexia and her foot and she was like listen accidents happen my foot you would know like frankie which has been teased and is one of the grossest things a housewife has ever said i I was fucked up i can't believe she said that and the look of every single it zoomed in on like nicole gertie kiki marisol everyone's face was just like shocked that they could not believe that she said that yeah, it's bad. And Alexia from the preview blows up when she's like, that's why everything's going bad in your fucking life. And that's why you deserve what's happening to you. And Mike drop. See, this is a moment where Alexia's gaining me back because Adriana's clearly mm-hmm. in the wrong and she's looking for a moment. I also love when Adriana was like, my music is the one that's healing the entire group. My music video and my song healed us in a way that can never heal us. And Alexia was like, well, we weren't judging your musical talent. We I know. You. I love it. She, I was like, like, she was like, I never doubted your musical talent. It's you as a person that I have issues with. It was so <laughs> funny. Um, or when she yeah, was like, I can't again, deny a hit. I, I can't deny <laughs> a hit. Deny like, hit. That is so true. Like, I, I can't deny a hit. I, um, you know, this is again, Adriana is like the Brandy Glanville of Miami. Like, she took it too far. Took it way too far. Yeah, absolutely too far. I mean, it it ended on it to be continued. And I think that next week it's going to fucking explode. Uh, we also saw Lisa leave during this trip um, or during this episode. And I get why she left. She was like, listen, I'm going through a custody battle and nothing that I do can hurt. Like, I don't want Lenny to hurt my this case by me staying an extra day or something and me only being gone for a day and a half is perfectly fine. I can go back. And like her kid said, can we go to Target when you get back? And I was like, never been more relatable. <laughs> Queen. Yeah. Queen, I don't want this season of Miami to end, but I'm excited for the next episode. That is our recap on the Real Housewives of Miami. All right, we want to get into a quick little like summer house VPR like recap slash rant. I missed the last episode, but I just want to say that starting with Vanderpump, like it is, it feels like a brand new fucking show. The production risks that they're taking on it, the like the Lala and Randall of it all feels like a housewife storyline. Everything just feels like a new show. And for the first time in seasons, I'm fully invested. There are two for two episodes. Yeah, I'm really, I'm not watching the season of Vanderpump Rules because like I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, I'm spending this time to binge it. So I'm on season six right now, Vanderpump Rules, and I love it. I love the cast. It's chaos magic. Every single episode that ends, like I'm so glad I can binge it 
because it's so good. I'm very, my goal is to try to get caught up to season 10, like in like four or five weeks. So I'm only four or five episodes behind and can immediately catch up. But it's fun seeing the discord on like the whole Lala and Randall stuff, because I know Lala right now is having a secret boyfriend. I don't know her yeah. with Randall. So it, I'm excited to get um, caught up. This is some Tom well, Girardi shit though. Yeah, it, I mean, I was just about to say that, Mo. She was oh, on what? Not our minds. She was on Watch What Happens Live, and like, it was just like, it felt like she she's going through like an Erica Jane slash, um, like Lisa Hochstein sort of like moment right now, and I feel like Vanderpump is sort of like a a B class like show on like it's not like of the level of like Below Deck or Housewives, and so like people don't really pay attention to these these characters as closely but like lala is definitely serving like erica jane lisa hochstein sort of like cunt right now uh, for lack of a better word it feels very it feels very housewives um maddie earmuffs if you don't want spoilers but i'm sure you've seen everything yeah i've seen everything timeline you know the tom and katie like divorce and that storyline is like really centering the show because we've lost so many of the core cast members and it, that's why I've been struggling with should Vanderpump just continue or should it end? Because we don't have Stassi. We don't have Katie. We don't have Jax. We don't have Brittany. And now Tom and Katie are like divorcing. Katie to me was always sort of like the third wheel to the witches of WeHo little trio. I always found Stassi and Katie or, and Kristen, Kristen to be more, entertaining dynamic they were, they were more unhinged like you know they were more unhinged katie was always just kind of there for me kind of always a whiner a complainer um last season i felt like she was really trying to have a storyline having to trying to have drama and it just wasn't there for me um but this season it feels raw it feels real um their divorce like in this episode mo they finally do like a soft launch of schwartz and sandy's and it's an absolute mess, by the way. It's so funny because, like, getting ready for that, they are nowhere near ready, and they're having people over that night. But I mean, to have, have a Daily Mail party, it's like if you're not ready, you're not fucking ready. Yeah, and um, for Katie to come in and like Schwartz is clearly like wanting to impress her, and he even says to the camera, like, "All I need is for her to like tell me like that she's proud of me, like, because I lost my marriage over this." And like they they're sitting in a booth at one point, and it's just really really emotional, like. She basically asks him, like, was it worth it? And he, like, doesn't have an answer. He's like, don't ask it like that. But it's like, this was what destroyed their marriage. And obviously, there was things more deeply set than a restaurant. The restaurant brought it all out. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it was going to episode- happen eventually. I think it was going to happen. Like, they they weren't supposed to be together, those two. And well, I, I... The episode was titled, Was It Worth It? And it just felt really it felt really raw and like emotional to watch that conversation. Like you can tell they're both hurting and we know now they're like beefing. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see kind of what happens. But um, in this early stage of their divorce, like they're trying to be amicable as best they can. So it's really, uh, it was really emotional. I felt like, and just seeing that uh, they've cut the fat on this show. Like we're not dealing with Brock. We're not dealing with Charlie. We're not dealing with any of the, new faces they tried to inject into the show too in one season ago um they're really back to basics here they are keeping a focus on those core cast members and really the backdrop of lala's divorce and katie and tom seems to be driving this entire season forward i love it i think it's really good 
It's so crazy because, um, like I said, I'm watching Vanderpump Rules right now, and season five is when Katie and Tom got married. And I believe I texted you guys, and I was like, why did they get married? Like, leading up to <laughs> no, it. I'm, literally, why? Why? They are not. They were fighting so much. I mean, he cheated on her right after they'd been married. They, he cheated on her before. I really, seeing it from this side of you, I'm like, it makes sense that they're divorced. Thank God they're getting divorced. Like, they do not belong together. So... I'm what I can't wait to see like when once I'm up there what it looks like but as of right now I'm I'm didn't not she have to like pressure him correct Maddie you've been watching didn't she really have to kind of like force him to propose like I she remember gave that him, being like an ultimatum yeah mm-hmm. basically like he's such a he's such a like kid child in a, an adult's body yeah no he absolutely like, he's a man child yeah like he I have a friend from college that, that's just like him and it's like yeah, like the girl pretty much has to propose to herself. And that's yeah. just like, it's sad and like embarrassing. It's like, I, that's why I thought their marriage was filled from the beginning and watching mm-hmm. it back now, like like you were saying, Reed, it's sad, but it also feels like real life shit for the first time happening where they're not having to play fucking pickleball or like uh, throw a fucking funeral for a, a lizard. Like they did that one <laughs> season, like it's the stupidest shit ever. And they're not like relying on these like cheesy, campy little editing things where it's like 80s TV show. Um, it feels like more like real. Like you'll see, Maddie, when you get into season seven and eight, and like it's not good. Um, but like this feels like raw. Even the conversation that uh, Lala was having with Lisa and the LA Times article, like where she was sobbing, and Lisa and Lala are more friends than I think anyone else on the cast. And Lisa was there for their relationship, and she's like, "This man really bamboozled me." And then I think like it's so similar to Erica Jane because we're trying to figure out how much did Lala actually know about this and the whole situation. And I just think it's riveting. I'm excited for this season of Vanderpump Rules. I do want to get into Summer House. Maddie, here's your time to fucking shine. Go off, Queen. What did you think about the premiere? Okay, so like Jersey, I'm a Summer House stan. I try to get all my friends to watch Summer House. It's how I introduce a lot of people to Bravo. I feel like it's a show where you don't need to be as involved like a Housewives. Going off that, I think this premiere was a snooze. Like, I just think what I'm used to on Summer House, they're not giving. It's almost like flop or the people have grown out of it. I mean, Carl and Lindsay last summer hadn't even explored their romance. And this summer they're coming into the house as a couple. Even though I like them both separately, I think together they are boring. I just think they are so focused on building their relationship and having a healthy relationship, which, okay, great. But that's not good TV. Going to bed early is not good TV. I'm excited for the new people that are coming in. Gabby seems like she'll be great. I love that she was very all about astrology. Yeah. She's a Taurus sun. She's also Leo very rising. horny. <laughs> yeah, I just I think the new people will maybe bring a new energy. But I mean, I I forced Reed to watch it, and he had really no idea going into it. What did you think about it, Reed? Like as an outside perspective? Um, yeah, <clears throat> I think I watched it the next morning, so I actually heard you in the group chat say it was you were disappointed. It was a snooze. So that kind of, that kind of influenced me going into it, sort of being like, Oh, it's going to be a boring episode. I didn't think it was like super boring, but it was just sort of like, I don't know. There not a lot, like you said, not a lot happened. I did watch right before the night before I watched the two part reunion of season six, just which, you know, I've never tried that method before, but Zach was saying he did that for Vanderpump last week. And so honestly, what a great method. If you just want to quickly get caught up on where things are, where things stand just watch the reunion real fast because that's sort of where they left things hanging um what i gathered from that reunion 
was that there's a divide in the house and Lindsay and Carl are on one side of that divide and then Paige and Sierra and some others, maybe Maya are on um, the other side of the Maya divide. Maya was like in the, in the middle. It was mm-hmm. more like Amanda, Amanda, Paige, Sierra, Kyle, and then you had Lindsay, Danielle, and Carl on the one side. So it's going to be interesting this season because we know it's the demise of Lindsay and Danielle's friendship. And they started the show as best friends in season two, and they've been best friends ever since. So that's why I think the premiere is a little bit of a snooze because we're missing Sierra and Danielle who had that insane fight last season where they were throwing glasses and almost hitting each other. And then you are missing them and you're missing the dynamic of are Lindsay and Danielle like close at this point and then do they fall out or is the fallout already started and we haven't seen it? That's, I think, the big missing piece to it. Uh, I thought this premiere was okay. It was like solid. Like I think that it was a good introduction to these new people. That new guy feels fucking bizarre that they cast him. Like why did why? they do that to us? Why they did it last year with I can't even remember Alex. his name. Alex. Alex. He was terrible. Like, there's no reason. They yes, edited see, him out. <laughs> literally. And yes, I see that they like want to add more guys to the house, but like why fix what's not broken? Corey was kind of a villain on Winterhouse, but he had enough fans going into it. I think he should have been full time. I get yeah. Andrea not wanting to put his relationship on. So maybe that's why he's not full time. But like, and people complain that Luke was boring, but at least he's a familiar face. Like right. having a new, having a brand new person integrating with these two guys that have been besties forever. It's, it's a weird dynamic for sure. Yeah. Having either Corey or um, Luke on, even though like Luke didn't bring much, it would, they still have like stakes and history in the, you know, in the whole show. And like Corey has history with Sierra and them. It's like, it would have brought in another factor to it. Mm -hmm. I want to know is like Andrea, I know Andrea, Corey come to visit. Like, are they just going to be like one weekend each, you know? Yeah. I, I think yeah. they'll. I think they'll probably come on the big weekends, like when when it's Lindsay's birthday, when it's Kyle's birthday, July fourth. Yeah, which is Kyle's well, birthday, right? July fourth. No, July fourth was this weekend that we just saw. That's why I was shocked that there wasn't a giant. Wait, party. what? Excuse That's what me. They said it was Fourth of July weekend. No, no, and we that. didn't get. It. And we, I missed that, and we didn't get like there's just July fourth episode. It's always when they are like obliterated, like just Unless, done. Unless I heard wrong and maybe they said next weekend, but I'm pretty sure they said this weekend was 4th of July. So that's what it also, bugs me. It it feels like you, um, I thought Morgan girl who's on TikTok, who's from Cleveland said this and she was like, it feels like they neither need to make, neither either need to make the decision to follow the OGs into the city and follow their lives, follow Paige into going to Southern Charm, you know, visiting, like just follow their lives as a housewife S show with all the women at the forefront. And then the two guys there as well. Or they need to bring in a new cast and have it in the summer house and have it rotating because right now it's truly doesn't feel like it's going to work this season. And what did I'm curious to see what you thought, Mo, about the whole Kyle and Carl situation. I don't know if you read. I'm going to plug the little medium post I created that um, <laughs> I love your <laughs> you guys it, you need to follow the medium it's on our link tree on our Instagram on our Twitter and on our TikTok they are doing the Lord's work it's so fucking cool I love it but you know I'm famously dumb so I can't read yeah so I wrote a little recap on Summer House and I think the problem that I'm seeing right away that I'm not loving is that Lindsay and Carl are pulling themselves out of the group Lindsay's best friend has always been Danielle and we know we're going to see that falling out happen. And Carl and Luke have been inseparable 
since the start of Summer House. They were both on season one together. And even Carl being close with Maya and kind of ending that after the Family Feud episode that they touched on, I think that's a recipe for disaster when a couple focuses so much on themselves that they no longer have an outside connection. Because I know they're engaged now. I know they're trying to get married. But if something does happen, they have no one to fall back on because now they've excommunicated all their friends to only focus on themselves. They've lost their stake in the show. Also, the relationship feels fake to me. That first episode felt so Thank you. Lindsay was Thank you. No, honestly, I you listen, I can say when I'm wrong and I'm wrong. I was wrong from the Instagrams. Like when Lindsay was like, I'm dating my best friend. I was like, girl, no, the fuck you're not. Like you guys are trying to have a TV moment because you feel like you started to communicate yourself from the group and you needed each other. And it just feels like I the Carl and Kyle stuff. It feels like they know that they're like that this relationship is fake and it feels like they're like, why the fuck are you guys doing this? This is weird. And I think the, the show is also probably why they're probably like, how are we going to keep this show going? And that's like, and then the working together, there's a lot of dramas going on there. And I, I think that relationship is done and they're acting like it's not. And it's just, you can see the tension. Like even when Lindsay was like, all over um, Carl on the couch, like, babe, babe, babe. And Kyle was just staring at them like, what the fuck is going on? Um, I think he just knows that it's fake and it's for TV and it's weird. And he's like, this is so fake that it's going to harm our show and our livelihood. And my business is behind this show. And my the more the show gets going, the more my business gets going. And this fake relationship could harm all of that and end this in a second. I'm seeing, I'm glad you feel the same way too, because I'm seeing people on Twitter say, of course, like they're going to blame Carl and Lindsay for being in a healthy relationship. Kyle's just jealous because he can't stop partying and he's 40 years old. And I'm like, no, he signed a contract to be on a show that is about being partying. Like, I just I feel, agree. I feel that Kyle thought going into the summer, it was going to be like every summer. Carl was sober last summer too, and was still a part of all the drama. Him and Maya might've went to bed early, but they'd get in on the fights. Like, yeah. And I feel like the whole Maya asshole. situation you don't need it. You can like still be involved in it. Like he has been the past few seasons. I feel like the Maya situation is odd. Like they had a friendship. Lindsay knows that they had a friendship. Like he said, he's California sober. They used to smoke together and like, it wasn't like a sexual thing. So for her to go the fuck off on her, she fully went off on her in that car and family feud. The fact that it was oh. on family feud is camp. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, we're talking about family feud the whole fucking season. I think it's funny or the whole first episode. Um, I, I don't know if you thought that she was crossing a girl code line, there's a different way to approach it and be like, Hey, I'm not really comfortable with that anymore. Like maybe you could group text both of us and we could both yeah. go out with you, even though I don't smoke. And I, if you guys want to have your own relationship, like our, our relationship is very new. So I'm not comfortable with you doing that. Like you don't need to go the fuck off on her and then pretend that like Nothing everything's happened. normal when you yeah. get to the house. It's awkward. Like I do like, I like this Gabby girl. I think that she's really good. The other new girl just Damn. seems very like, Sam is there for me. Um, I, yeah, I think she, I followed her on Instagram after one of them posted because she's just so cute. I just love a cute blonde. She's very cute. Yes. So I well. followed her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like so. bad that I have nothing to say here. Um, but re- truly, <laughs> I just like, like I watched it. I just don't, I don't know enough about it, you know? Um, but I'm excited a, to, I think I'll have more opinion. There, there wasn't a lot that happened this episode. Exactly. Maybe if there's like a fight or something, I can like, Chime in more. Yeah. You'll have more as the as it goes on. And you'll have you have more right now to say than Zach has ever said. Zach once sat mute while me and Maddie did a full summer house recap. (laughs) (laughs) He he sat back and yeah, took the headphones off, sat back, 
went on his phone. He was like, oh, are we done now? And I'm like, you can fuck off. Um, at least you're trying, Reed, and that's what matters. Yeah. I think I have hopes for the season because I like all the people. I love seeing Paige, and I like that we're going to get some Craig cameos. So I'm excited for the season. I'm just sad that the premiere didn't live up to my expectations. And I'm sad that was the premiere that you watched for the first time, Reed. I just want you to love this show as much as I do. Quick question. Because Winter House was like a spinoff of Summer House. But what I've noticed about Winter House is that it was a combo of people from other shows. So season one was Southern Charm and Summer House. And then season two had like Tom and Tom, right? From Vanderpump. It was I think still, they just came for a weekend, right? Yeah, it was oh. still Southern Charm and Summer House. And then they had people visit like Tom and Tom came for a weekend. Carl and Lindsay came for a weekend. So why I doesn't think, Summer House try that approach? Why why don't they like mix and match? They have think, before the the Vanderpump cast has come on every season. So Southern no Southern Charm almost like yeah. But remember they had like Stassi came in the first well, season. Well, that was season that was season one when they were launching this the show. So but Katie uh, and them also came and I believe right season three yeah because they've made friendships with the Vanderpump Rules and the Southern Charm people like the Austin the Craig the Shep. So they've brought them in like here and there. I think they just want to stay with their because Summer House, the earlier seasons, like seasons three, four, five and six are so strong as their cast. We haven't really seen it like this yet, like seeing this and seeing how disconnected the group is. This is kind of the first time we're really seeing that. It never really seemed disconnected like this before. Hmm. So I don't think that's what happens because outside. They were also, when that started, they had no other fame. Nobody knew them. So when a show gets big like this and you start doing other things, then you start getting more famous. You're disconnected from the group because you're all doing things. Paige is going to Southern Charm. They're going to Winter House. They're doing Family Feud. It's like, there's so many factors going on. But I think that this season, I think we just have to like see. We have to wait for Danielle and Sierra to come. I think it's going to get good. Um, I mean, that's all I have on Summer House. Reed, I think that as it gets more and we recap it more, you will learn something like it hopefully oh, yeah. not be in the not be in your zach era but i think you're more open and susceptible to shows that aren't just a bunch of crazy old people which is what zach likes girl i'll talk about anything even something i don't know anything about so let's just do it <laughs> period well that was our summer house and vanderpump rules recap we're gonna do a little bit more of these but i think they're gonna be shortened because we have so much housewives going on and other shows but we will be following these seasons along thank you guys so much for listening maddie thank you guys so thank you so much for coming on you guys know where to find us about underscore bravo on twitter tiktok instagram Follow the medium. It is on the link tree. These two are killing it. I made a joke yesterday and said, we're starting a media empire. And Reed was like, well, not really. And I said, yeah. listen, Barstool started by fucking reviewing pizza. And look where those losers are. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> that is our episode. Bye. Bye. See ya.